Welcome to our podcast, Inspiring Living with me, Mark Candelaria. I am an architect, blogger, traveler, chef, father, and husband. I am the founder and now a partner of a fabulous 20-person architecture firm specializing in high-end residential architecture, designing amazing homes across the country. Over the last 20 years, we have hosted tours to Italy, Spain, and soon the Oregon wine country. And in the course of all this, I have met a lot of interesting people who truly inspire me. Our podcast is about all the opportunities that are right there in front of us to inspire living. Yes, we will talk about architecture and design, but every week we will venture into all sorts of topics that will inspire you, teach you, and motivate you to inspire living every day. My guests will include a wide gamut of amazing people from those in the design industry to clients to real estate professionals, chefs, artists, sports figures, and philanthropists, and people who just flat out get it. Sit back and enjoy, and let's have some fun exploring all the opportunities that are just waiting for us. Please subscribe and get ready to be inspired every week. Okay, as my dad says, here we go. Welcome, everyone, and thank you always for tuning into our podcast. I hope everyone's 2022 is off to a great start. This month is just flying by, that is for sure. I have a really fun podcast with three very special people in my life and my career. Today, I welcome three amazing Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine Masters of the Southwest, Today, I have Walter Spitz of Creative Designs and Lighting, Donna Ballone of Ballone Design, and the newest master of the Southwest, who was just inducted a couple weeks ago, landscape designer Jeff Berghoff. All I can say is we went deep, and this is likely to be my longest podcast yet, but it's a good one, and you will want to tune in as there's a few announcements being made that you will not want to miss. So sit back and get ready for this, which is sure to be a podcast classic. Meanwhile, a couple quick announcements. Our Candelaria Design Oregon Wine Tour is sold out, and now our June Spain Tour is sold out, and I believe our September Italy Tour is right there also, so it's filling up quickly. Obviously, everyone is definitely ready to travel, so thank you for the interest in getting on board. Uh, one other quick announcement. We're going to be dedicating the um, Habitat for Humanity 3D printed house that Candelaria Design designed. And uh, it's this week that we'll be doing the uh, dedication. And I'm very, very excited and very proud and honored to be a part of this first in America, first permitted and soon to be inhabited 3D printed house. So big day uh, coming up. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about um, what's in store with that technology. Other than that, we have just been working night and day on some amazing projects across the country. I want to send a thank you to our team for their hard work and dedication to all these projects. You guys are rocking it, and we cannot wait to share these magnificent creations with all of you. Okay, let's get to this podcast. It is definitely a special one. And once again, congrats to my good friend, Jeff Berghoff. Here we go. Okay, I am so excited about today's podcast as I have three Phoenix Home and Garden Masters of the Southwest with me. Add me to that list, and we have four masters in the house today, including a new 2022 addition to that esteemed list, Mr. Jeff Berghoff. Then add to the fact that we have all been collaborating and working together for at least 30 years, if not more, and so many marquee projects on that resume, including but not limited to the El Charo Lodge, which we were talking about earlier. Today I have lighting guru, my good friend, and the best man at my wedding to Isabel, Mr. Walter Spitz. Thank you of Creative Designs and Lighting. We have interior designer extraordinaire Donna Valone of Valone Design. Hello, Donna. Hi. <laughs> and finally, the newest master of the Southwest, Jeff Berghoff of Berghoff Design Group. 
Thank you, Mark. Yay. That was a nice introduction. Right? Thank you. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for making the time to do this podcast with me. We're here in the Candelaria Design Demonstration Kitchen. We've had maybe one or two glasses of wine and or cocktails or whatever and some great empanadas and some <laughs> great ch- chicken curry lollipops, and we're having some fun, right? How nice is it just to Lots get together with the four of us? I love the time. Without a client, without love a meeting, it. just love hanging it. out, right? As Donna yeah, said, just like relax. Family. Just just relax. It's been really wonderful to catch up. I mean, especially with COVID. I see all you guys on Zoom, but to see you in person has been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we scheduled this for 6 o'clock. It's already 7.30 and we're just getting <laughs> started. So I think we had a lot of catching We've up to do, right? We've had such good times. Yeah. A lot of good times, yeah. yes. So... Um, now, Jeff and Walter have both done podcasts with me, which are great, and you, I invite you to go back and listen to them because they're fantastic and very well received. But Donna, I understand this is your first podcast ever? Ever. Ever? Yes. Do yes, you listen yes. to podcasts? No, no. never. You I listen. can hardly keep up with my emails. I mean, I'm just not <laughs> <laughs> oh, into we social media. I'm sorry. I'm old, but yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy you're here. Because I know I had to do a little I coaxing to get you here, no, but, know, but you're here and you're having fun, right? I'm having a great time. Good. I good, love good. all of you guys. We, yeah. we feel the same. Okay, we all go back. I am trying to remember the very first project we ever worked on together. Now, Walter, you and I for sure know it was a house in Paradise Valley. Yeah, I, on, uh, Paradise, on Mansion Paradise Mansion Drive. For David Eaton. David and Carol Eaton, right? Um, it was a story to remember. Yeah, great project, right? I made it through the project. You made it through the project. Uh, the builder didn't make it through the project. Right. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've had a few of those <laughs> over my career, but we still got to the finish line. Took a little effort, but yeah. we got there. And that was a great house. It was with, um, I'm trying to remember who the de- designer was on that one when we first did it. Mm, oh, it was, it, was, um, it was May. What was, her, what was her name? She was with Warners. May Brunken. May Brunken. Boom. See, my memory's still pretty darn good. That's good. May Brunken. She lives in L.A. We're still on friends on social media, so I'm sorry, May. It took me a little while for the brain to catch <laughs> up, but it's still there. So it, Interestingly, I did that house three times over. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yes. And it's it's still a great house, it's and great you'll house. probably do it three or four more times over. Amazing. Don't you wish you were a realtor, though, and you could have sold it three or four times over? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that, right? Okay, and then Donna, what was the first project you and you and I worked I on together? I think Shadow Mountain. Shadow Mountain. And um, George was the. You're talking about the original Jackie Dorans Jackie house. Jackie Dorans oh, house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On the original Mountain. one, Shadow Mountain, uh-huh. which Walter and I are, are working on again. Rows of doing it again. I think it probably was. Yeah. yeah. I think it was. Dan and Finch you were construction. with um, yep. George. Yep. And Christensen. Yep. And Joe Groff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we were. Oh, he was. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's, that probably uh, was the first yeah. project. I believe it was uh, Dick Winter was the project yeah, manager. And, Je- yes, and Dan and Finch. Oh, boy. And Jenny Finch and yep. Dan Finch. Dan Finch. I was trying to remember his name. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, we're working on it again. That house was built like a bomb shelter, by the way. I mean, it is like, whew, heavy yeah. duty, right? Yeah. <laughs> y- y- you can't move six feet without running into steel and concrete. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Jeff, what about you and I? You know, I was thinking about this. This I was think I, um, I think we it was were doing a project in Mountain Shadows East. It was a small home, hmm. um, and you were at CCBG. And at the time I met you, I was working at Landscaping by Andre. Oh, yeah. So it was a uh, that was in the early nineties. Yeah, I know. And I'm trying to think of the client's name, but um, it wasn't the McGuire sisters from McGuire House. Which is might down from... It, m- it might have been because, yeah, now Donna lives in that neighborhood mm-hmm. and we did your home. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was just uh, to the west of you. 
Well, and then before that, I worked with George with you a little bit on the Sperling residence. Yes. Oh, yes. In, our, yes. in Arcadia. Yes. That was John's. John's house. Yeah. Yes. Yep. yep. And yeah. So that's when John, uh, sorry, when George went on his own. Yep. You had, you were working with George, still L- helping him a little, little bit. A little bit, right. yep. So and that was in 97. That yep. was actually later, but yes. Right. So that, and was, that was my big for commission. For construction? No, it was uh, Bryce Folly was Bryce the builder. Forsini was doing Peter's home. Yeah, got down it. the street. I, actually, I think I was actually working on Peter's home. Okay, so so that was, was earlier. That was that earlier. was before. That's right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. See, we, we got all these <laughs> we got all these memories locked in. So anyway, so Jeff, congrats on being named a master of the Southwest by Phoenix Home and Garden Magazine. It's like when I read that, I go, "What? He's not. He, he hasn't been named a master yet. What? The, how'd they miss you, Jeff? You I know, I felt the same right? way. Right. Like I feel like Tom Cruise uh, getting uh, not winning an Oscar. <laughs> it took me. It only took me thirty years, but I'm an overnight success. They say. <laughs> well, we are so happy for you, and all I'm I can truly say, privileged. It's, it's, it's definitely great. It's a really wonderful honor. Yeah, to be a it's master. awesome, and that that, that uh, feature was really nice. Thank you for all yes. the great Candelaria photos. In there, oh, by you're the way. welcome. You know, Nora did a beautiful job, and I'm I'm truly touched because in in many ways it was like a walk down memory lane. I talked about George, yeah, Nancy Kitchell, my first office at Nancy's building, mm-hmm. and it was just a. I mean, I get choked up because it, I had my wife. The magazine came to our house, yeah. and I hadn't seen it. <laughs> um, and my wife read the magazine to me. Oh, that's and great. And I, I actually, it was a beautiful, beautiful story. Nora captured it. Um, wonderfully. So I was truly honored, it truly honored. It, yeah. And John and Brett and the editor and the publisher have done a really wonderful job this year with the Masters. And um, I want to thank them. It's, it's been a true honor. Yeah. I mean, we've all had great experience with Phoenix Home and Garden magazine over the years, haven't yeah. we? No, I felt the same way when they called me and uh, Linda. Who Barkman? Was? Yeah. Uh, when um, I was nominated or in 2011. 11? Okay. Yeah. And what were you, and Walter? No, I, I don't remember way. the year. It, was it was a, seems like a long time ago. Yeah, so what year? I mean, Wally, they have a classification a for you. It's called Grandmaster. <laughs> 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 yeah. I was 2005, and so I'm coming up on my 20-year anniversary of wow. it. Wow. And I've been working John uh, Rourke for someone to be the master in 2005, so I can kind of... So I'm not going to say much more than that, but I've got a little game plan for 2025. Oh, oh I was 25. going 25. to say, yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But I think it could be really cool. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So it's great to be amongst amazing people. First of all, you guys have probably more than anybody had the, the most impact on my professional life in terms of what I have learned from all of our collaborations and the project we have done together. I mean, when we worked on on uh, Eaton, I was. Let's see, that was 87, so I was 27 years old, okay? I had as much hair as you at that point in my <laughs> life, Walter. <laughs> so, you know, and I learned a lot from you. I've learned so much from you, Donna, working on projects with you, and Jeff, same thing, mm, you, you know? And it's just been great to, um, first of all, just maintain the connection. I mean, we all know how hard these projects are and what, how many things go right, how many things go wrong, and over the course of all that, we've maintained this great friendship, relationship, and respect for each other, which I just think is amazing. Right? Do I? Am I the only one that feels that way? No, no, no it's we a all feel that respect. way, and yeah, yeah, we just, I love you. Yeah, well, yeah. I feel the same way for sure. So let's go back real quick and have each of you give a real quick recap of how you got started. I want to start with you first, Donna. How did you get started? 
I have to go back to, I think the seed was planted. Uh, the seed was planted when I was a little kid. Okay. I lived in a rural farming community in Pennsylvania. See, I didn't um, know this. York County, and it was next to uh, Lancaster County. And so we had a lot of the Amish influence, which was plain, plain, plain. <laughs> and so, but my mother, I think, was the one where I realized that you can be different, think out of the box, and be really cool and still be accepted in the neighborhood. Um, because all of the other homes in our farming community were more like the old um, Ethan Allen kind of American, yep. you know, whatever. And But in our house, we had uh, what would today be called a mid-century sectional in black fabric with Lorex silver and gold threads. Wow. With a huge round ottoman at the end. And a floor lamp, this is what I remember as a kid, um, that you could turn the base on, and it had a square lampshade. Anyway, it was really cool stuff, and I thought, wow, no one else that lives around us has this. And it planted a seed that said, not only did I love the design, but also you can be different and cool, right. you know. So that was the beginning. And then, so we moved to Arizona. Again, my parents were like out of the box. Um, my dad was one of 11, and all of his siblings lived in this little rural uh, farming community. But we moved to Arizona, which was very hip. I went to Camelback High. Wow. I'm not going to tell you the year I graduated. Um, and then on to ASU. And in the dark ages, when I went there, um, girls, I would say 90% of the girls, you know, were either teachers or nurses. So right. I said, okay, you know, I'll be a teacher. So I was for a few years, elementary, I had a bachelor's degree in elementary ed. Um, and then I went back and got a master's in special ed and taught um, older kids at a private psychiatric hospital. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. But my passion... Literally, I guess, right? My <laughs> passion... Well, it helped me with clients right. later on, having all the psychology. Yeah, that's what I always yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I accept that our patients were on pills, but that's another thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to... So, but my minor was home furnishings, and I always had a love for it. And I think it's, you know was the seed that my mother planted years ago. So I went back to SCC, mm -hmm. uh, never finished, started working for a neighbor who had a contract studio at um, Scottsdale and Shea. <clears throat> and I would always tell the people, we, our office was located between an electrician and a vasectomy center at Great Scottsdale combo. and Shea and that, yeah, little center there. Um, <laughs> Contract studios, she did finishes for um, contractors, and then we moved into Old Town on First Avenue. It was a cottage built in the 1920s mm -hmm. called, and she named it Craig Studios, yeah. and we started doing residential. She moved to Santa Fe, and two designers and myself started Berkeley House, 
we moved in next to Nancy Kitchell on Crazy. Indian School and like 60th, you know, where that. Uh, yep. And um, we had Berkeley House for all the years that I was raising my kids. Now, my neighbor was Ann Gale. Right. We lived on Exeter in Arcadia, and she lived across the street, and she kept saying, come to Wiseman and Gale. And I never did until I had to in, like, 91 because I wanted to have a stable job. Um, and so I was there from 91 to 2001. Wow. Left there and started Balone Design, and here I am. 2001. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I'm sorry. I hope it wasn't too. Boring, no, that was excellent. I, I wanted to hear <laughs> that story because I I known bits and pieces of that yeah. story, but it was really great to hear the whole. But story. I have, you know, I'm so passionate about what I do, and I think it really started when I was a kid. Yeah, I love it. Well, you're an amazing talent. Yeah, I mean, of anyone I've worked with over the years, you have the eye for exquisite beauty, balance, sophistication. I think is the number one word I associate with you. Everything that you do is always so sophisticated. It just has this beautiful yet comfortable feeling to it. And so mm -hmm. I, I just love that. It, you're, it's your personality. I mean, uh, when I meet you, you are the most sophisticated lady. Right, guys? 100%. Yeah. Classic. But, but, but Classic. underlying but that. But I eat at Taco Bell. Yeah, but yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you're easy to be with. You're fun to be with. And I feel totally relaxed with you. No. But there's no. even, you know, just sitting here looking at you right now, there's this, this beautiful elegance about you. And that's yeah. whenever I think of Donna Valone, that's what I think of. Thank you. Right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, we, we love working with you, Donna. <laughs> <laughs> you make us all look that's amazing. That's what's so and great about it. you take the stress it. off. And I love you. Yeah. You cut the edge. It's great. So, okay, Walter, you're next, buddy. Uh, started my career as a kid. I was uh, probably about 13, 14 years old. My sister took me to do community theater. My first play I remember working with was called Hello, Dolly. And I was a volunteer uh, person in the lighting division at a place called Phoenix Little Theater, which is on the corner of uh, Central and McDowell. Yep. And I got addicted to the high of when the curtain opened and the audience was in the crowd, that all of a sudden the performers, the dancers, the entertainers became alive, and the stage manager would call the cues. And my first real job in the theater, which was a non-paying job, was to pull the curtain open and mm. pull the curtain for intermission and pull the curtain for the curtain call. And then from there... Um, you still kind of do that with the light switch. I <laughs> do that with the light switch. There you go. Uh, from there, as I made it through high school, doing all the high school theater for Scottsdale High and West High School, Central High School, I uh, managed to manage to get up to Banff, Canada. I spent about six to nine months up in Banff and got hitched up doing uh, rock and roll and uh, ballet. Uh, the Royal Winnipeg Ballet uh, taught me uh, how to light for dance and taught it created an environment in shadow. And uh, that led to tours with other touring companies from Supertramp to God knows what. And it was a time of life that it was just a party. I did what I did because I enjoyed the cast parties, the after-hour parties. Came back to Phoenix uh, about 1977, 78, coming off the road, and um, I needed a job. I needed to create money, and the disco era was at its peak. <laughs> so at that time, I had an introduction to somebody that owned a nightclub on 20th Street in Calabac town and country and I did that club it turned out to be super successful super hot 
and I created a business for the next two to five years doing disco after disco after disco, straight bars, gay bars. I was all over the country. I was working in uh, California doing discotheques. And one day while I was working in one of the local nightclub discotheques here, a gentleman uh, walked up to me and said, hey, I'm building a house on Ray and Kyrene, which at that time was nowhere. And it was a gentleman by the name of Conley Wolfswinkel who gave me an opportunity, who introduced me to Charlie Keating, who introduced me to all the players in town. And uh, eventually I started a business doing just residential lighting design. Fast track, here we are, 45 years later, have a firm that has done projects all over the country. And we work from uh, David Copperfields to, you name it. You name it, it. yeah. I, I've had the pleasure to have had uh, people on my l list to call up from Kendra Scott to whoever. And um, the industry that we're in is moving at such a fast pace that it wasn't do they need to hire a lighting designer? It's more like we need to hire a lighting professional because it's become complicated. Yeah. Well, the products have just changed so much just in the course of the last year. I mean, it's just you can't keep up with it. I can't keep up. With it. That's why I've got you. Well, I, I, I would love to say I learned a lot watching Jeff's work. I have to <laughs> tell you. Create the shadow. Create the effect. It's not just about lighting the property. It's about creating the romance. Right, right. That's a good segue. So, Jeff, let's talk about your career. Where, where in the hell did you come from? You know, um, I was mowing lawns as a 12-year-old, and I'm still mowing lawns. <laughs> There you go. You never got out of I it. I haven't gotten out of it. Um, I was, <clears throat> it, it was a, it was a, uh, you know, you can read the article in Phoenix Home and Garden. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. Uh, it's, you know, I started, um, I, I didn't really have an art background and I wasn't really interested in design until I was in college. And I was actually, um, I'm an Arizona native. I went to ASU and um, it was a spring break. We were in California and I saw all this cool architecture and I was totally smitten. And I really wanted to, I came out of that saying I need to become, um, an architect. Like, I don't know what it was in me. I, this, this drive, this passion, it like clicked. It literally was a light bulb that flashed. <clears throat> and I came home and I said to my parents, I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to change my major. Didn't know what I was doing. And, um, I remember, and this is a great story, My, I, the first semester as an architect, you go in and the, they give you the class syllabus and they give you all this stuff for, uh, it was a lecture studio course, and they give you a list of stuff you're going to need. And I literally had a credit card and went over to the art store <coughs> across the campus, and I bought, I said to the guy, I don't know what all this is, but I need it all. <laughs> and it's on the syllabus, so give it to me. And it was like $500, $499, something like that. And I remember doing my project, and I'm like, I cannot do this project. And it, it was this weird, you had to draft this A, and it was impossible. Like, they want to weed everybody out, so it's a very hard drafting assignment. And I never had drafted, and I'm like, if this is what an architect is, I can't do it. You but I just, just to get into Yeah, just to get into the school. And yeah. I kept just ripping up the pages and doing it over and doing it over and doing it over until I had something I could turn in. And... I remember saying to myself, 
if I quit, my dad is going to freak out because he's going to get this bill on, on the MasterCard bill and he's going to shoot me. <laughs> so I can't, I can't change. I, can't, I have no choice. Yeah, I gotta like, go I got to go through. I got to push through. You have and to succeed. I have to succeed. And I remember walking the halls of um, ASU and seeing, like, the class ahead of us, and they would post up all the work, and I'd go down to the basement where they would post all the yep. work, I know and it. I'd go, I cannot do this next semester. And the next thing I knew, I was in next semester, and I was doing the work. And I just kept working. And I... To, to this day, I kid you not, I think I work harder than anybody else. I mean, I, I just put my head down and I go. Yeah, and, um, done. It's, and I think um, God has blessed me to make this all happen, and I work hard, and I pick things up, and I keep working hard, and I keep honing that skill, and so... Um, so here I am, yep. I, and I, you know, and I am, I'm mowing lawns. We do that. And I'm proud to say it. <laughs> so you never graduated. Don't you? Think no, no, no. I, gra- oh, you, I mean, I'm constantly learning, but I graduated from ASU. Sorry to finish yeah, the story. Yep. I, um, I, uh, there's a time where you have to submit your portfolio yep. and Reed Kroloff pulled me aside and he goes, Berghoff, you're not going to be an architect. And I go, what do you mean? I'm not going to be an architect. And he said, you really need to go in the school of planning, which is all in the same college, yep. College yep. of Architecture and Environmental Design at the time at ASU. And um, he goes, you you don't want to be designing stairway details at some architecture firm in the back room. You need to be doing planning and architecture, uh, landscape architecture. You think as a landscape architect, you're, hmm. everything you do is from studying the site and how you approach the building, not the building itself. The building itself. And I left his office so pissed off. I was so angry, and I'm like, who does, who does he think he is? Who does the dean me. think he is Please. telling me I'm he not going to be an architect? And, and so um, I submitted two portfolios. I was instantly accepted into the School of Planning and Landscape Architecture, and I decided to go that route. Um, and I think he was right. The, all these years later, we know Reed, right. Reed Kroloff had Absolutely. the vision and knew what I needed to do. Yep. And um, and even at the time, Bruce Kimball was one of my professors, and he seconded Reed's um, what he was telling me and said, yeah, Jeff, you need to go into landscape architecture. And I think I through that program, I really did hone my skills, but I've always approached things – from an architect's perspective, I think. And I think that's why you and I yeah, see eye to eye. So I think well. Don and I... Because I love planning. That was my original <laughs> major so. was, was it? planning. Really? Yeah, I wanted to yeah. do planning. You see my drawings of cities yes, and stuff? Yes, yes, I love planning. Yeah. So I think that's it, why but we... But also Jeff's input when we're in even the home design. Yeah. I love it because I think he has the vision. The vision for it. Yeah. Well, thank and you. That, I, I think it, it is certainly a passion of mine, yeah. but I was able to hone my skills in a different way. But right. yes, the the architecture, um, I love it. And I just love being part of this industry and yep. being around it and, and working with all you. Um, well, I, think that's I, I think that's why our team works, because I think that we all that you took the word right out of my mouth into each other's, you know, the specialty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we don't care. And, and we don't care no. if if we talk about yeah. your landscape or you talk about the interior. And it's only you three that I really ever feel that way <laughs> about. Seriously. Yeah, really? When when Jeff interjects on something on a floor plan, I don't take it like, what the hell is a damn oh, landscape no. architect <laughs> invading into my <laughs> space? No, no. You know, or vice I versa. I don't feel, I never I feel that way. I am the same way. Like you know, it's I like, oh, that's a great idea, Jeff. Or no, I love that. Let's play it off yeah. this way. And then Walter yeah. does a lot. And it's like, yeah. When it's the three of us or the four of us, I mean, it is the it is the most magical 
<laughs> experience. And I hope it is for our clients, I, too. I think it is. But I think it is, too. Right? Yeah. And we yeah. don't care. Well, like, I'll delve no. into interiors. Yeah. <laughs> you'll delve into architecture. You'll delve into la- landscape. Yeah. I'll say, let's move that water feature over here. Walter go, what? I could light it like this. Mm-hmm. Off we go, right? Jeff's pretty good at lighting. I mean, how many times have we done that? <laughs> a lot of times. A lot of yeah. times. Many, yeah. many, right? many. Yeah. So from ASU, you went to, where did you go, Jeff? So from ASU, I ended up getting, um, I had two firms courting me when I graduated, and I ended up going to work for Landscaping by Andre, and Marcus Bollinger was the principal at the time, and he was really my first real mentor, yep. and he um, was doing a lot of Dave Hansen's work, um, and Dominic Berta, Yep. and I'm sure we all collaborated. I worked over every time, one of those Dominic Berta, yeah. Dave Hansen projects. Dave Hansen was... <laughs> Um, the amazing. desert star of the time yeah. in the early 90s mm-hmm. or late yeah. 80s and early 90s yeah. and, and we were doing the tools and the engineering that yeah we have they today. were phenomenal construction I mean it still to this day they were one of the best builders and I think Dave's recently passed away oh, I um, heard that yeah mm-hmm. yes oh. and um, it I, Marcus was a wonderful mentor and I learned is he uh, still with us I think so I've lost touch with Marcus mm-hmm. um, but yes I think he is okay. I, I'd like to think so yeah, he's a wonderful person, and um, and and I think so many people have influenced me, all of you. Yeah, and I think um, I, yeah, I every job I take something away from every. Right. And a lot of our clients, we've worked with some clients that are um, phenomenal designers in their own right. And Let's just talk um, about Joan Colangelo for number one. Exactly. Right. And and world traveled and. I would just sponge off of Joan Colangelo. She, I, I was able to learn so much, probably more than what I was giving her in return. <laughs> yeah, I was getting back yeah. from what she would teach me about antiques yep. and what she was doing with the home. And um, An amazing lady. An amazing lady. And so, yeah, a lot of um, our clients... You know, we get to kind of play off of, and the 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 project is better yeah. for it. I think it's always great when we have projects where we where we're not only learning from each other, but where we're learning from the clients and their experiences, and that energy is in that realm. Mm-hmm. Those are Correct. just amazing projects. You know, it's just like you walk away and go, "That was that was incredible." You know, where we're not just giving, but we're we're collaborating and learning from the client. Totally. You know. Yeah. So now that's a good segue for my next question. Now, we've all worked on so many projects together over the years, and we have several going as a team right now. we got some incre- incredible projects we're doing as a team, the four of us right now, which I'm very excited about. I mentioned El Charo earlier, but what projects come to mind for you guys when you think of projects we've collaborated on together? We've mentioned a few here just, just in the last couple seconds, but is there anything in, in particular that the four of us that comes to mind for you, Donna? I love the Myers because yes. I love the historic what 1927 yeah right before the um, great depression i love historic projects and i thought that was just one of the best where we had to um you know do the home the architecture had to fall within the guidelines it was historic we had to meet the historic requirements yep and there it is the great luke (laughs) residence on north central yeah and i love that I think the most. Uh, we've had so many, but that was stands out in my mind yep. in El Choro. In El Choro. I think Clemenson, Hanley, yep. going at the same time when, you know, <laughs> the, economy the economy was horrible. sucked. <laughs> yeah. And How lucky that were we? We were so lucky to have those two projects. It was and three. I have to All say three. The All three at the same time. Yeah. The Clemenson project has brought me many other 
projects yeah. because everyone loved that home. Yep, they still love that so, home. Yeah. Carol so. had a unique quality of taste. Mm. When I first walked into the house after it was completed, and it couldn't have been 48 hours after she had moved in, every piece of art was in place. She knew exactly where every piece was going to go. What I loved when they first called me was that she said, I don't want the traditional Southwest home. I really love East Coast. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing that everyone here really loved that. I've had probably five people called me and hired me yep. because of the Clemensons, which has the wainscoting. And, and the you realize that house, as far as I know, that house has not been published. Really? I don't think but so. Anyway, so that's been... It's going to be in my new book, though, and you're going to all be featured. <laughs> it's, one of, it's one of the first chapters. Yeah. Actually, I think it is the first chapter in my new book coming out. Yeah. So I think I've gotten more calls and work from that home than yeah. any. It's a, it's a great home, for sure. What about you, Wally? Well, we are redoing a house we did together in 1992. Yep. And it's the first real major Doran's house I got to have an opportunity to work on on Shadow Mountain. Oh. And it was uh, Dan Finch Construction. It was Donna, right? And yeah, Shadow Mountain. And you were at Wiseman Gale still. Yeah, with mm -hmm. at Wiseman at that time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, here we are. Working on it again. <laughs> I Yes. So that beautiful kitchen, you know, that kitchen with all the crazy <laughs> tiles and it's all gone. floors. It's all yeah. gone. We are doing mm -hmm. an ultra, ultra contemporary kitchen in that, in that house now. So it's going to be very interesting to see the juxtaposition of that exterior architecture with this ultra modern kitchen. And as we said earlier. Lit by Wally. Over cocktails. That house was built like a bomb shelter. <laughs> Dan Finch. Yep. Yeah, and Dick Winter. Yep, plus, plus Dan Finch's heart. He was a great guy. We did a lot of houses with Dan Finch with George. Him and George were good buddies. So but Dick Winter, he made me cry. <laughs> he made all of us cry. <laughs> no, he was, I, I'm glad because. He taught we me how to get tougher skin. Um, YPO, I remember uh, going to uh, hear a speaker that said, you know, in order to grow in your personal life or growth experience, you need to do things that you fear. Yep. And Dick Winter was like, oh my scary. God, scary. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was at Wiseman and Gill at the time, and I remember he's the only job super that ever made me cry. But, yeah, he was... And that house turned out to be great. Yeah. But the tile that you're taking off, I remember in the kitchen. hiring someone in L.A. to yep. do this. Um, you know, it had the Campbell's soup thing. Yep. And yep. So they it? saved all the tile. Yeah. They, oh, they when they did. When they took it, they, they've saved it all. I don't know what they're going to do with it, but they didn't throw it away. So okay. they've saved it all. Yeah. It's all in boxes. Wow. So it's going to cool. be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So, Jeff, what about you? What, what project comes to mind of the four of us? He's you know, thinking. I think um, the home on Caballo. Well, sorry, I think Myers. Myers I mean, is I a think great house. I mean, there's That's to be honest, right. there's so many, right? Yeah. And and they're they're. It's been a privilege to work with these clients and to work on these homes. And I, and unfortunately, not everybody gets to see these homes, and not all of them get published. No. And 
um, sometimes our best work is work that people won't get to see and we get to see it and we get to go and be there. Yeah. Um, but it's, go think of the house we, you and I, I believe you worked on it with me. Yeah. And I know you did, uh, the ambassador's house. Yes. From right. Media mm-hmm. That we never yeah. got to see yeah. or publish right. or do anything with. Great. I mean, home. How incredible yeah. is that house? Incredible home. <laughs> yeah. Incredible home. So. A lot of serious woodwork. Yes. yes. You know that home, huh? I, who still take care of the house? See how crazy this is. Pretty yeah, there, there's been a lot of work over the years, and it's um, it's exciting to think of what we've been able to um, create together. So now, why do you think we have all been brought together so many times? You think sometimes it's by our choice, but many times the clients have assembled our team. Just just looking through the publications and and websites, and all of a sudden we go, oh, okay, Donna, oh, Jeff's on this, oh, great, Wally, we're this is going to be awesome. I thought about that when I read. <laughs> I it happens a lot, doesn't it? No, but I think <laughs> they see that we are we respect, love, and are such a good team together. Right. That the four of us make it really work. Yeah. Um, just because there's no of contention no. we can say whatever we want to one another you know what it is i think uh, we, as i think yeah. about it is sitting here tonight i think when we see all of our names on the team i think we all go okay this is gonna be a great project that's a dream team right and don't yeah. you just walk and away going okay this is gonna be just yeah. an amazing project that i know is gonna be just fabulous you know and it's published like that our nani yeah i can't mm-hmm. say the name yep whatever it's called private residence i have never in my 40 years, been hired on the phone until he called and just said, you know, well, I want you to do my house. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. Don't you want to come in and meet me, do this? and that? But no, I'm hiring the dream team. Yep. I was so that's, you know, so that's, I think the reputation that we've built, the four of us, as people see us as like loving each other, being totally cohesive, we can say anything that we want to one another, and yep. they respect that. Okay, we're challenging. Yep. You know? I recently did a um, a tour with some other professionals that were from out of state. They were here from a conference, and they asked to see some of my gardens. And so I took these other landscape architects through Camaldale, and that home we did eleven years ago, I think. Eleven or twelve years ago, that home looks as it it looks better because it's grown in the garden. But the home is so timeless, and what Donna you've did, and what what we all brought yeah. to the project, it is it is a stunning example. Um, it's elegant. It's elegant and timeless. And out of all the gardens I took people to, um, that was the home and the garden that they love the most. And I think it has a soul to it. And I think in a way that's what we all bring is we can make um, a dwelling a home and we can add, in a sense, a soul. Obviously, it's the client's um, personality too that that lends itself to that. But I think it's, it's really unique to come to a home that people gravitate to and are moved by, you know. So we all do all styles of projects in both residential and commercial. I had fellow architect Eric Peterson on the podcast a few weeks ago, and I asked him this question. I'm curious as to your answers in terms of the design you prefer, traditional, modern, or transitional design, or do you like the fact we get the opportunity to work in all styles 
and both residential and commercial projects. You do some great clubhouses. You've done all I kinds of different things. I love that we do everything. Right? Do you, get, yeah. do you have a particular style that you like to do? Or do you not, like the diversity? Not really. I love, I love doing everything. Really. Yeah. I love doing it all. Do you like the, you like the challenges of, of all of them? Yep. Yep. What about yep. you, Wally? Um, my preferred really is the residential projects because I can bond with the client. I love the interaction that I get with the homeowners as well as the uh, ability to go back for years afterward and uh, take care of it. And they invite me over and we have dinner together. And the challenge with the clubhouses, whether it's the Silverleaf Clubhouse or Paris Valley Country Club, um, at one point it's a committee. And we have to accommodate that committee. It's but a different approach. The it's whole thing. It's, it's it's a different game. The yeah. commercial is a business. Yep. And it's um, time and money. Yeah. Um, but I would say that the process of working for Bill and Carol Frankie was one of my favorites. Yeah. That and he's a tough guy. Listen, I found him so easy and I so approachable. Too. Same thing. He is a bear. You always know where you stand with him, period. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do. Yeah, we're watching the slideshow on my screen here is, that's going by. These guys are responding like, what the hell are you guys looking at? I turn around and go, oh, that's the project we're just happening to be talking about yeah. at this very <laughs> moment. Yeah. Isn't that timing? I see I staged it's all that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what about you, Jeff? What do you like to do? I mean, you've done some contemporary work. You've done some sure. traditional work. You, you're known for your traditional gardens. and But what... I would agree with what Donna just said, and I'll echo it. I think sometimes when you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, that's when you grow. And... Um, I work at the pleasure of my clients, and if my clients want a traditional home, we can do that. And if they want to do something more contemporary, we can do that as well. So right. I, I try to always, my, my manifest is if I can just keep growing as a designer and pushing yeah. myself, that's what um, excites, is, excites me. Yeah, yes. That's what and motivates you, keeps correct, you going. Correct, 100%. So when you guys all said that, I was kind of thinking back to how... I would look at a new job when I was 27 or 32 or whatever, when I was first starting candelary design versus how I look at a new job that comes in the door at age 62. Don't you think you look at things very differently on oh, the problems that happen totally. during the course of a job? I mean, I remember when I was like 32 and a prob problem would come. I thought it was the end of the world. I would think I I'm done. This is it. Now I'm I will tell you when my young people, my colleagues, yep come to me and say that i go i can't wait to deal with this problem bring it <laughs> and on and they look at you bring like, it on they look I at you one like of those this morning. i want to do it i just love that challenge like there is no one that is going to intimidate me i want to talk to them look them in the eye i go you have to look them in the eye and let them know that you are in charge right this and isn't your I, first rodeo no. No. But right? you learn that as you Over age. Over time. Yeah. yeah. I mean. It changes significantly. And I'm happy to take all those challenges on for them, but they will have to do that someday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. You learn that from tripping. But that's one of my feet. favorite things. Uh, I love the it. The John Saladinos, the Adam Tahanis. Um, I used to be afraid and nervous to approach them when we were doing Hangar One. Yeah. It's uh it's now a comfort zone. No, uh, it is. You know, we, I love we, it. We've all dealt with um, 
the Mord Fleshers and the little bit more tough clients. But at the end of the day, the clients do love you because you're there for them. And you get through the process. My little rock star buddy across the table here attended a few meetings <laughs> at uh, the Wrigley's. And I'd leave the, I'd leave the end of the meeting and I went, holy moly. That could have gone so easily and so quickly sideways. Right. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> you just learn. You learn how to zig and zag based on all the experience you have. And there's so much. What I learned is just so much database that's subconscious from what you've learned yeah. that you don't even consciously use it, but it's all subconsciously being in interjected, <laughs> whether it's design or solving a problem. You've got that, you've got that database of, of experience. Correct. And exactly. it's also an experience of saying no. Yeah. And what not to do <laughs> yeah. and, and who to say no to. Yeah. I mean, I've told a couple of people this, this lately. I just said, you know, I've said no more in the last two years than I've said yes by like three to one. Right. Because it's just the way you could physically ever do it. You can't do it all. You know? But I think that leads to one of your questions about the COVID. About the COVID yeah. And how it sort of amped up our business, which is kind of sad that it, took it that had to happen. It took that for, yeah. for the awakening to happen, but right? that there's so much going on that we can't even take all no. of the business we have. Yeah, so COVID affected the design industry tremendously. I mean, I think it was, like I said, it was the great awakening where people realized that we're stuck at home and our home is a piece of garbage. We got to do something mm -hmm. about this. Whether it's the garden, whether it's the interiors, whether it's lighting, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it just definitely made everyone more aware of how important their home is. And it's, it's still going. I mean, it hasn't stopped. No. It's not stopping. No. It's not stopping. You know, I think it's just amazing. So in terms of technology, Walter, you're seeing probably just the uh, complete explosion in technology in your field it's hard to wrap your arms around it right um there was a time that everything was big and clunky and heavy and you would try to group lights with dimmers and you were stuck with a single color today you can change the color by rotating your dimmer today you can have they figured out how like if i walk in a room and my mood is a certain way the light will adjust based on my mood <laughs> They haven't <laughs> got there yet. I'm sure that's coming, though, right? We can track you. We can have the light follow you if yeah. you want. Um, the industry for the home market is moving so rapidly, and I just had this conversation earlier with our friends over at Cyber. When a house is 20 years old, it's time. The technology has to be changed. Um, the interesting part for the really high-end production builder the silver leaf boys that we all know and spend a lot of time with is we're a little afraid to tell the client how much it's going to take to do the project it it, it 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 actually takes my breath away when i have to tell somebody it's this much money to pull this look off at the end of the day and that number has been going up hasn't it unbelievable <laughs> Kind of scary how things have gone. Yes, in the last, mostly the last year. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But in my industry, you're working yourself out of a job with the new LED world. You aren't going to be sending a crew in there to change light bulbs. No. You aren't going to be sending a crew outside to replace landscape lighting mm -hmm. anymore. So that part is a plus for the homeowner, and the maintenance has gone considerably down in my world of taking these houses. Why is that? Well, because the LED bulbs are five lifetime? times. Oh. There is no such thing as lifetime. No. Eventually, they're but all going to go No, but they're like, right. 
five wow. times the life. Wow. Um, we have to embrace the color. We have to embrace the dimming. We have to embrace the compatibility to make sure that it works and it doesn't flicker. So uh, we all did uh, projects that we look back that are 10 years old and we go, that sure looks sexy and beautiful and dimmed quietly. And now we go into projects that we go, we hope it's going to dim. We hope the color's going to be yeah. what the client <laughs> wants. So it's crazy. And then in landscape, too. I mean, the technology is really, you know, think just about planting plants. I've, I know there's fertigation. Watering there's system. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's high tech, right? We've been doing that for a while, especially in our harsh environment, to get um, certain plant material to grow the fertigation. We call it fertigation. fertigation Fertilization yeah. in the irrigation. But something that um, we're embracing now, and, and I'm crazy, I'm wondering how you guys are going to react. You're going to laugh mm -hmm. at me. But um, we are now getting into the auto lawnmowers or robotic oh, lawnmowers. No. There you go. Yes. And so um, think of the Roomba yeah. for the lawn. Yep. And uh, as we like to say, every day is Friday. So it self-charges. It's electric. You don't have the fumes, the gas, the smell, the noise. Right. Um, That's nice. It, it does it every night. It goes out and mows. And it so mows it knows the pattern by a computer memory Well, you put, in, you put in a wire, and it follows, and it knows the boundaries, right. and it learns. Right. It's right. smart. It, learns. it yeah. learns every time. And the route changes, but it's cutting like an eighth of an inch every time it mows. So the, the cuttings go into the ground, and it, the nitrogen, and it helps Replenish. actually with, yeah, with the watering. It's less water. It's less nutrients. It's... It's helping the environment. We're not having to haul these cuttings away in a big truck. Um, to be honest, we're going to be looking at our whole fleet and how we have to mobilize the, tr you know, these because we have lawnmowers and we have to sure. rake everything up and put them in these trucks and take them to the dump. And um, now, really, this is this is the the major aha. The men instead of our workers instead of pushing a lawnmower can be trimming the roses, can right. be fine-tuning the horticulture, mm. can be doing all the details that clients want. Well, this but when you have a lawn and it takes two hours mm. to mow it, mm. um, they can't be doing those things as much. So the gardens will look better. The lawns will look better. Like I said, every day is Friday because everybody wants Fridays. Yeah. I oh, cannot yeah, tell you how many times my clients are like, well, I'll sign your proposal, but I want to be on a Friday route. <laughs> it's I like, you know, there's only 52 Fridays a year. <laughs> and, and we need, you know, I can't service everybody on Friday. So oh some gosh. people have to be on Monday. But it's all about the lawn. No one cares that the shrubs aren't trimmed. Right. But it's all about the, the lawn. Be because perfect. come the weekend when they entertain, they don't want a shaggy looking lawn. Right. In, in, in the humid, as you guys know, like in August and the humidity and the, it's growing like crazy. The, the lawn can look really shabby. And so anyway, um, we have one at the Wrigley, and they named it the Brutus. They call it Brutus. And it's, there's, a, there's a slope. Wally serious. and I worked on this, and we, the, the Wrigley, we reimagined the whole Wrigley. And it's pretty exciting what has happened with um, the architecture and the new Christopher's Restaurant. Mm -hmm. And this slope around the Wrigley, which has been there for since the 20s, um, you can't push mow it. I mean, you can, but you almost have to tie yourself to a rope so you don't fall down the hill. This We have a four-wheel drive robotic mower, and it wow. is mowing the lawn, and it's it looks great. So And is it daily, weekly? Daily. It, mo it, it mows every night. S and, yeah. and so it takes tiny little clippings, like yes. you said, an eighth, an eighth of an, of an inch. inch. 
It's, it's all right? adjustable, Man. and there's an app, and it will I tell need us a barber. I need a barber like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the technology. It's all going electric blowers, electric mowers. Uh, California has passed some uh, stringent legislature um, recently, and so the whole industry is moving this way, and not with all these robotic mowers, but one of our partners has 300 of these in Chicago. Jeez. And so it is... It's happening, and it's going to happen, and the clients are loving it, and um, we are going to really in- integrate this technology because it allows – think about it. We're in a labor crisis. Right. You can't go anywhere. Starbucks mm-hmm. is closing it. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they don't have people yeah. in baristas. They don't ha- and the I, people that are there want to unionize. We can't get <laughs> enough workers to work, right. and we are paying all-time high rates. And we cannot go fast enough and put these gardens in or maintain them. Right. And so if we can move men from or our workers from in our team from mowing the lawn to taking care of the horticulture right. and the shrubs and the rest of the garden, the gardens are going to look better. Yep. And they're going to be looking better than our competition. Right. And, and the next door neighbors. Less cost. And, it, and at the end of the day, it, it, it's, it helps the environment, too. Yep. We're being sustainable. It's amazing. So. Tell us about the blowers. They're going to go electric. The blowers, yeah, yeah, they're going to go electric. <laughs> yeah. electric. So they're yeah. going to be quiet. Quiet. Yeah. Wow. Everybody hates the noise. Architecture. What's happening in architecture? Well, there's, all, there's a lot happening there, too. I mean, like we're involved. I'm involved with Habitat for Humanity, and we're working on, you know, we're finishing up the first 3D printed house. And so there's a lot of great technology. We're doing a house now where the whole, all the walls are built in panels. They built all the walls in the shop. And then brought them up on a truck and assembled the whole house. In, in, and this is a 12,000 square foot house in PV. Assembled the whole house in virtually two weeks. And as soon as it was framed, it was sold. So we're no waste. On, we're working on the house Wait. with you. Yeah, I just, you know we we, we just met with the clients. Yeah. Wait, yeah. So the new owners. You mean literally they have models that are. They basically just made all the panels in a shop to, to match up with our design. Put them on a trailer. And they're all, they're all stacked in order. So when they take them off the trailer, it just. Just builds the whole house. They built the house in, in like two and a half, three weeks. 12,000 square foot house. So, I mean, things are changing. And the technology is changing. This 3D printed house was is amazing, how they did that. And yeah, I saw that. You know, there's just there's just a lot of things that are going to change. I mean, when you think about it, we've been building with two by fours and hammers and nails for what? Yeah. <laughs> 2,000 years? Yeah. It's like, we've got all this technology, but none of it's being applied to the building industry. You know, it's like... We got to start thinking out of the box a little bit. So I, I want to make another quick transition now. Uh, you know, we got the metaverse coming. This wasn't on my questions here, but I really want to do a metaverse house with you guys. Okay. Interesting. I know Donna's yeah. like, what the hell is this metaverse stuff? So, but anyway, we're going to do, the four of us are going to do a metaverse house. So it's a complete house in the metaverse. doesn't exist, but it's going to be a Valone, Berghoff, Candelario, Spitz metaverse house that people can they could buy it, you know, <laughs> and we'll house it with beautiful furnishings <laughs> that uh, Valone's picked out, <laughs> and we'll get a cut from every couch that's sold out of our Metaverse house. That's right. How's that? Uh, I, mean <laughs> <laughs> I don't know quite what to say about <laughs> that <Yeah>. one, John. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, we're, we'll explain it to you. Okay. Don't worry. So, okay, so you guys are the epitome of the design industry in Arizona, <laughs> I think. So, anyway... You guys have been at this a long time. How do you stay fresh, and what do you do to deal with the pace and pressure? I mean, I think we're all working our asses off right now, right? I mean, it's just, uh, we've been as busy as we've ever been. Do you agree? Yes. How do, how do yes, you absolutely. depressurize? How, what do you do to relax, Donna? You know, I really think that 
if you love what you do, it's not work. It's not work. Um, we try to convince I, ourselves I mean, of that, right? I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty cool about that. You I love what just, you do. I love what I do. I, I don't. I'm not really a stress person. So you're not golfing or no. Well, no, that's not my thing. <laughs> no. Well, I you get on you, you get on your boat. I get on the boat and enjoy the the wake of the water, the skiing. That's your but refresh, right? It, it is definitely a refresh. But I will say this, Donna. I still love coming into work. I still I love looking at a set of plans and just tweaking it ever so slightly. Mm. I still love the high of presenting to the client <laughs> and too. asking them their personal lifestyle. And is it a family house? Is it just the mm. two of them? I still love when the client finally moves in and we're usually the oh, last person it's standing. It's like giving birth. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> honestly. Can't relate to that one, but I, I no, think I know where you're coming no, from. No, it <laughs> is. Um, well, uh, yeah, Jeff, when I you see your projects done, Donna, when we see the projects done and the client is just having the first week in the house, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's a high. Yeah. You know, total w high. What we, we do is I agree. we're fortunate to love what we do. We're fortunate to have clients most of the time that appreciate who we are and mm -hmm. what we bring to the table. I always tell people, so. you know, I tell my employees, I said, you know how lucky we are to be in the career we are? Think about this. You'd, you'd work your butt off. You design a house. It gets built. And you might you might be able to drive by and enjoy it for 20 years. You kay? will drive by it for 20 yeah. years. Imagine if you were a tax preparer. Oh, you know, that was the best tax return I ever did. You got to go see that thing. That is just amazing. <laughs> or, you know, a dentist. Oh, that kid's teeth. Those braces were the uh, those are the best braces <laughs> I ever. You know how lucky we are to have that opportunity to see our work for years and years mm -hmm. and years and years. We're super blessed. Right? We really yeah. are. Drive by are. the spire every day. Yeah. yeah. That's right. For see sure. That project every and day. And I think how lucky we are to have the clients we have. Yeah. Like, you know, we start taking for granted that we fly on private jets. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how many people in the world get to fly on? You know? I mean, it's just we're so lucky. We are. We've got and to they experience things that most people never get to experience. And yeah. yeah. That is very cool. I know we've so all dealt with employees we trained oh. and mentored, <laughs> only to see them go on their own. I would like to know your thoughts on this. Okay. I want to speak to this because for years, and I remember Wally or Jeff would call me and, you know, the F word would be like flying. <laughs> I don't know. And I totally related to that because I had the same so they knew that they could call me because we all trained. We've all been there. We all trained. Trained yep. our competition. Um, young talent, and it was like, holy shit. You know, like, this is so upsetting. So I would be angry, hurt, mostly hurt, um, for a long time after they left. And finally, I don't know who it was, but they said to me, Wow, congratulations. You have trained and launched so many talents in your lifetime. Aren't you proud of them? And I'm like, oh, no, I kind of hate them. <laughs> but, but, but the more I thought about it, it's I true. thought, you know, maybe I should 
think that way yeah. instead of being upset and about angry it. it's just and part bitter. of the whole process. Um, yeah. I, mean, I, I should at, think, I mean, okay, right there of George I did a good job of, you know, launching yeah. these young talents and they're doing well. Yep. And so I kind of, I got this different perspective of the kids that left me. Yep. Um, but I still like when Wally or Jeff would call me. I mean, I got it because you were so hurt that you That's loved this easy. kid. You, you know, thought they had great talent. Well, and you've you seen him from the, begi- from the beginning and yeah. you watched them grow with all your tutoring and learning yeah. and the clients and experiences. And then they go off on their own and take everything that you train and, them to. And, and some of the clients, which yeah. of course, but you, same. Yeah, no, we've all, we're all, yeah, we've, we're all, all we've all been there. We've all been there, right? Four of us so in I, this room. I, so what I do you think, Jeff? The bottom line is I've, I've tried to have a new perspective, perspective on it. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I think um, I've always said this, and I still say it, is that if someone wants to walk in my shoes, I welcome that because I think it looks easy, um, <laughs> and it's, it's not. not. And <laughs> if you want the headaches I have and you want to deal with all the um, employee issues and the stress and then I think everybody has the right to become an entrepreneur and try it, you right. know, and, um, and I respect them really more is. for it. So it's go, go and do it on thing. your own and hang your shingle and, and go for it. I right. think there's a way to do it though. And I think there's a way not to do it. Right. And that's the difference to me of a person's true character. Yep. Um, if someone is being uh, conniving or they're lying or they're trying to cheat, um, and or they're ter- they're telling people things in the industry that aren't true. Right. I think that's that's sneaky and that's that's showing their true character. Yeah. But I think I would embrace um, and encourage anybody who wants to go on their own and be entrepreneurial to do it. Yep. And and I that's been my yes, it can sting, um, but I encourage it because yep. it's not easy. It's not, not easy, easy at all, and especially to be doing it. Um, at the pace and the level, and we've seen a lot of designers peak and then flame out, um, or you wonder where they are today. And right. we were talking about some earlier, like where did they go? Well, I don't know. Where have they been? Yeah. You know, you you don't know where they've gone off to, but to stay like we have um, and constantly every day perform, you, you know, it's like an athlete. It's like Michael Jordan never retiring. You know, if you're and that's the only sports um, analogy I'll give. Well, Tom Brady's <laughs> I'm pretty not, good. There well, you go. He just retired. But. He just retired. But uh, I'm not a sports guy. But it's, you know, people, um, it's hard to perform at the level that Donna does or you do or Wally does yep. uh, time and time again on every job and to every reproduce day. it and go, go, go. Yep. And so if someone wants to do this, go do it. Right. So another thing that we're dealing with is transitioning of our companies. I mean, we're all getting older. And, you know, I've set up a buy-sell agreement with uh, Meredith and Evelyn and, you know, Vivian earlier this year, but then she left and went on her own. So even though you have this whole mechanism of doing it, it doesn't guarantee it's going to work out perfect, you know. So uh, we brought Tim Mathewson on now as a partner, so which is great. Tim's been with us 16 years. Talk to him today. He's a good guy. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. So, you know, we're all in this mode of how do we either sell our business or get out of our business or transition where we can actually retire. But, you know, I think all of us love what we do. So I don't think none of us are going to just stop. But I know, Jeff, you just have some some things that have been happening. So tell us about that a little bit. You know, um, we were fortunate to partner with and merge with a group out of Chicago, uh, Mariani Landscape. And we've been um, 
sharing clients, a lot of clients from Chicago come to Phoenix in the winter. And uh, we've met uh, Frank Mariani years ago, and we were able to um, do a partnership. And really, Frank had this vision to create a company that would group the best in class of high-end estate residential um, companies, landscape companies, um, all across the country. And so far, um, it's been a, a, a wonderful script he's written, and we we joined them uh, at the end of the year of uh, 2021. So uh, we started this new year with Frank and his team, and um, I think it's I think it's wonderful. And so essentially, we're able to support clients from coast to coast. Our employees have um, a career ladder that is unlike any other landscape architecture or design sure. build company. Um, we're going to be able to have better practices from, from contracting and maintenance. We are, um, you know, from simple things like being self-insured and being able to save money that way to have buying power that we're buying groups or even we have a fleet of over 100 trucks and if we need to get a truck we can buy at deeper discounts and you know i have i have um uh employees and team members who like their husband will get transferred to atlanta and right. now we will have a group maybe in atlanta that they, they can, can work, work for and so it's really one big family or a best of brands in each market and i think it's very exciting that um, this is happening to our residential um, market, and Frank Mariani had this vision, and we're excited to partner with him. That's awesome, and, um, and do this together. And I think to be able to, you know, Mark and I are working on a home in North Carolina. Yep, uh, we're working on a home City. in Kansas City, and so now I can design these jobs. And essentially, the theory is be able to hand over to I've someone. I've got one brewing in Jamaica, too. So. In, in, okay. <laughs> so in Jamaica, we could hand, <laughs> hand it over to our affiliate there to install it and maintain it and, and work. And in, in, in a way, be a concierge for these clients who travel and have multiple sure. homes. And, at the, and, and these clients, they're very sophisticated. They stay at the best hotels. They fly private. They, they have a wonderful life. And why can't... No one has really been able to put in our space, in the right. landscape space, we take care of a home in New York and they have a home in Scottsdale. It should be at the same level of consistency in the same practices and right. the same, same billing systems. and the same yeah. systems. And that's what we're doing. That's so awesome. it's a wonderful that's thing. Cool. And um, we're super pumped. Yeah, we we're, wish we're, you the we're best really excited. That's, that's very cool. I know, Wally, you've been working on different so ideas for transitioning. It's um, hard, isn't it? It, it is very hard. Um, I have the most loyal, amazing team uh, on my staff from 30 years to tw 17 years to 15 years. There's um, a loyalty that I've gotten from my employees and an honor and respect of me that I want to be able to uh, impart within them. I right. don't ever plan on leaving them or shorting the situation for anybody. But, you know, as Jeff and I talk occasionally, it's really a people business. What we are in is we are in the business of having people represent who we are. Mm -hmm. And, yes, I try to go to every client meeting. And, yes, I'm always standing there at the end. But um, the company and the type of work we do, and the same with you, Jeff, it, it's about you have an amazing guy named Mike. I love what he does for you. Yeah, Mike's wonderful. Yeah, he's, he's I, I've never heard the word no come out of his mouth <laughs> when I'm in a meeting with either you and or you and him. So, um, but to answer your question, 
I still love going to work. Yeah, I think we all do. You know, that's our problem. I still <laughs> love sitting down and coming up with the decorative fixture package or the architectural package and putting it all together. The, the challenge I think that we all face, guys, is not just that we're getting older, but the stakes are higher and the timeline seems a lot more stressed. You know, you got a builder that's got a schedule, you got a client that wants to move in, and our job is to accommodate those needs. And even though uh, things happen during the pandemic and the shipping and the limited ability to receive your resources, we still have to make that schedule. That's right. And you deal with the furnishings. That must be a nightmare right now. No, it is. I mean, yeah. The lead times are, they've tripled, quadrupled. And yeah, I was just thinking about, so I told all of my young people, like, I will stay as long as I feel that I can contribute to what you need, you know, like yeah. give you the knowledge and experience and you have the technology to move on. But um, once I feel like I can't do that, then I'll move on. Yeah, you have I a great staff. I mean, is, all of you do. You guys yeah. all have great people that work for but you. But I think that we can all offer something so great to the young people taking over our businesses. Right. And, you know, and it's good for us. It's good for them. Yep, for sure. And we all love what we do. So. Mark, when you started, Donna, Jeff, it was a different business. It was a different industry. It was different poker. Today... Uh, the equipment we work with, the sophistication of the clients is unbelievable. You know, yeah. we work with world travelers. Oh, and, and the communication. I mean, I, when I remember I worked for George, we'd send a letter. You know, you'd have yeah. three <laughs> days to get the letter. You'd open the mail and you go, oh, I got I to call Buzz's Day because, you know, that happened four days ago. Well, now it's seconds, you know, and I don't know about you guys with the email, but I, I tell people, if you, need to, if you need me to do something or you need to reach me, pick up the phone or text me. Don't send me an email because the email I use for first data and backup and all this, but I might not get to it for two or three hours, two or three days. I mean, there's just a plethora of emails. I mean, do you guys have experienced that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's for ridiculous, sure. Big right? time. There's a there was a recent study that said an email can go for days, maybe weeks before it's answered, but a text will go three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Send you me know. a text. So Pick send up the a phone. Text, yeah. The phone works great. I love I the phone. I say I can't do social media because I can hardly keep up with the emails. <laughs> I mean, no, it's true. Yeah. You know? And my young employees go, how did you ever do it where you were handwriting Purchase order. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember you the know, first the fax. You remember the first fax, fax that came yes. through? I was oh. like, yeah. what the oh, heck is this? Yeah. this is and then it would so fade. Cool. They used <laughs> to fade away <laughs> in about three days. Like, oh, this no. is cool. No one was going to remember what so, the hell I said. <laughs> but, but it's crazy, um, isn't you it? You know, I don't know the time. And we would go to the workrooms because, you know, you just, I don't know how we did it. But it is, it is so it? much information and there's so yeah. much communication yeah. that it's just, it's o some somewhat overwhelming, I think, sometimes. I mean, do you guys agree? Absolutely. I have to, truth be told, I have to have two ma emails. One that my inner sanctum gets and one that everybody else <laughs> yeah. gets. Yeah. Because you, you can you miss something. You, you, you just can't get them all. Yeah. But uh, the sheer fact is when I want to talk to Jeff, 
I just call them. Yeah. Yeah. So we do. You know, I'm on the phone all day long. I mean, I think that's my tool that I'm, you know, I, I'm not behind a computer doing emails or texts or, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, CAD drawings and whatnot. I'm on the phone. That's right. my tool because yeah. it's it's you have to communicate. Yeah, well, there's and, inflection. And you, there's right. voice. There's yeah, tone. Yeah, you need to right. You don't have any of that in an email. So I if it's talking to email. vendors, if it's talking to clients, yeah. if it's talking to team members, if it's you guys, um, you know. And and back, Mark, I was going to touch on or just add to. Yep. Th- one of the things there's other designers that we all work with, and it's so nice that. Any time of day, I know I could reach out to any one of you, and soon you will respond or return my call. And in in most cases, it's not you, who benefits is the client, right? Because usually it's it's more work related. Yep. Um, and not many other designers do that. Hmm. I, and I don't know why there's walls or things in between, or it's perceived. And I think that's why these jobs are always so good. That's interesting. Because we communicate and uh, old we, we share. And yeah, we kind of are old school. Yeah. And that's the I way it was done years so ago. And, some no, and I see that a lot of times with, with, with my younger staff when there's a problem. They'll write four emails, and it's like, you know what? Just pick up the damn phone. You right. can solve this. You can solve right. this in fifteen. And, and think minutes. of the time that was spent yeah. writing the email. It could have been hours. Yeah, writing oh, the email. That so yeah. great. Hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's transition. And, and I want to say, I, I'll just, I'll it. just touch on w- one other thing. I just, I'll, I'll vent. This yeah, is this just is good. off <laughs> venting. Um, I have a. Th- there's, there's a, there's a few different architects we work with, and. Um, they like to just use the tools of the day to almost do a mic drop. Like, boom, here's the house. It's all modeled. We put it to music. It's done. Okay? And that's a very effective tool. Sure. But that's not reality. The reality is embracing and bringing the client into what we do and explaining the passion and the romance of design and letting them actually be part right. of creating their home. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's better to live and tell us what they want than the client? That's totally been my philosophy. And in a way, one. it's you have to listen to what the client is saying. I can't design their home if they're not communicating to me and articulating what they want. And we've all if if they want me to design my dream home for them, yeah. fine. Yeah. I but I want to design their home for them. Right. Exactly <laughs> and so right. it's you can't just mic drop it. You have to take them on a process. And that process is we start with these sketches and we do we develop the sketches and we get into design development and then we get to a model and then we can visualize all these things we've been talking about. But I think it's doing almost the industry a lack of justice, a lack of service by just coming in and going so fast into, um, I think it's cheating because sometimes these things can't even be built and they're half baked, and and they're not um, they're not real. They're not real. No, it's it's metaverse, like right. you were saying. It's, yeah, that's a metaverse it's, house. It's a metaverse house, and um, I have to work with the land. Yeah. I have to work with uh, the, the soil and the earth and the rock. Right, and it has to be real, and it has to connect and be grounded. Yep, and that. You cannot fake. Water right. is going to win. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the site has to drain yep. or it's going to flood. You know, all these things. And um, anyway, it has I, to work. It, it has to work. Not and I like to, to work, but it also has to work for the client. like you said. And, and I like to bring the client into 
our our reality, our realm, into what we do, into our let them experience this and, and let them be a part of the and creation. Let them be a, yes, they need to create. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, that's I'm what I love. Just finish that. When the client doesn't make themselves available or respond back to the presentation that they can't seem to find the time to come into, they're never as happy at the end of the day. And then we stand there and they're sleeping in the house and their food is in the pantry and there's a disconnect and you would just want to say to them, I tried. I tried to call. I tried to get you in. I tried to come to you. So the most successful projects that the four of us have done, the client has been engaged with mm -hmm. us. And I know it means a lot or ask a lot and it doesn't matter who and how busy or how many companies they own. Just give us the time to present. Give us the time to hear what you want and what your lifestyle is. We yeah. have, we have, we're here for you. Yeah. So let's look ahead 10 years from now. Okay. Tell me what a typical day for Don of Alone will be 10 years from now. 20 <laughs> 2032. It's 6 a.m. Oh you just woke up, Donna. What's your day like? Hopefully I wake up. Um, I could. <laughs> Hopefully I wake up. <laughs> I think step oh one, my right? God. <laughs> as long as, I, as, long as I wake up, it's a good day. Feet on the ground. Day's <laughs> done. I'm already happy. Right? Um, so That's very true. If I wake up, um, I don't want to be in an old folks home, um, you know, but um, I hope I'm still engaged in design. I can't help myself. I, I want to be, what's her name? Um, Iris or whatever the lady who's a hundred years old <laughs> um, probably still coming into work but if not I don't want to be an old person in a rocker in an old folks home um, I could be looking down from heaven which is okay I've had a good life I don't know yep. I'll be looking we'll up. just see yeah yeah what about you Wally uh, I'll be looking up I won't be looking down <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> Does that mean you are devilish? I don't know. I, uh, I never want to stop doing what I do. I know. I, feel I never want to stop learning. I never want to stop growing within the industry that I'm in. Um, I hope to be waking up either in Bora Bora, the Bahamas. Obviously, I like warm water. I like the beach. I love boating. Um, but I have to have people. I, 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 I am addicted to the energy and the crowd. And I truly enjoy the people that I work for. Yeah. Well, what? Cool. I'm so glad you said that because when I got Mark's questions, I, and he said something about our team, and I thought, I know what the answer is to why people hire or love our team. And I think it's because what we share, the four of us, is that we love people. We love being with people. We love learning from our clients. And I really think that's the core of the four of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we love it. We love the experience. I did. And I'm glad yep. you brought that up because I forgot to say it. Yep. But that's what I think we are about. Yeah, I won't that be doing we word love puzzles. People. And I, I know <laughs> that I am. I hated COVID because I couldn't be with people. Yeah. I love socialization. 
Yeah, this this podcast on Zoom would be totally different than the podcast we're doing right here with the, all of us right. sitting in the midst of each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the same with the meeting, right? I mean, the, I love the efficiency of a Zoom meeting, but the the, but the connection and the energy is totally different. No. Right? It's, lost. it's lost. It's lost, especially when yeah. you're trying to sketch something. I mean, I love yeah. you do great on the screen, dude. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your, your blue pens no. and your red pens, but, but I agree you know, it's, it's not, not, it's not the, the same, same as when no. you're in person. No. No. It's not the same. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's not the same. Uh-uh. So, Jeff, what are you doing? Are you on a, are you on a surfboard in yeah, 10 years, I, or what um, are you doing? Well, you know I love the water like Wally. Um, you know, I... I think in 10 years... I mean, I love what I do. I'm going to be doing design, for sure. Yep. I... I might be doing something a little different, but I think it will still be design related. And um, I don't know if it will be, you know, I'm fascinated with, I'd love to do uh, my own product design of uh, outdoor furniture. I'd love cool. to do a line of pots. I'd love to do, so I think I'd in, I'm going to incorporate, I think I'm going to incorporate some of that. Yeah. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've always been fascinated with writing a book. Maybe um, you're writing a book right now. I I don't know if my book, I think my book would be, um, it's like what the gardener says or what the gardener sees, you know, and uh, sometimes we're the first to know a lot of things. Yeah. You know, exactly. Exactly right. So, so um, I, I, I've had a fascinating career in, uh, but I also have this, urge to maybe I, I'm fascinated with wanting to do a home from start to scratch start to finish and just do my vision and then sell it sell it yeah. not for me oh. no 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 just to do it and develop it and furnish it and to do the garden and and um as a spec home just like, like spec a home. Like, yeah but yes yeah, is, but you could do but something you like you see in uh, something you see in LA. Right. You know, like you see those homes. I think it would be fun to I, I love the clients, but you know, I don't always know down the road if um I think I think I, I don't know if I'm going to be waking up and worrying about Mrs. Smith's red geraniums. Right. Y- you you yeah. know, I think well, that's, I'm why, gonna, that's why I, I like the metaphors yeah. house so much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to worry about I, any callbacks. I, no I, roofs are ever going to leak. No, no yeah. codes to comply with. We can do whatever the hell we want, and someone's gonna buy it. Yeah, and I, yeah. I th- if my my wife would be listening, she's gonna be, <laughs> she she's gonna be like, you're gonna be done. You're you're gonna be done, and you're we're gonna be spending time doing fun well, things. You know, you know things she wants to do. I've been more than what to I want to do. Two houses for you personally. Yes. Yes. And you know, it was funny the other about I don't know maybe four or five months ago. I was a, you know I love my Apple Watch. I wear my Apple Watch all the time. And it finally, it was the original Apple Watch. It finally broke. And then I remembered, well, Jeff gave me this watch, you know. Let me me grab it out of the drawer. And I grabbed it and put it on. And it's just a normal, a normal watch. You know, it's a normal, it's not an Apple Watch. There's no text coming through. There's no, and I really enjoyed it. You know, the first couple weeks, (laughs) I was like, this is really, really nice. I'm really (laughs) enjoying not being distracted by my stupid Apple Watch. You know, and I wore it a few times. And then a couple clients, you know, that are watch guys. Yeah. They looked at me and goes, oh, dude, that's really a nice watch. And I go, what do you mean? They said, Berghoff gave it to me. He says, let me look at that thing. And they look at it and go, that's an amazing watch. You know how much that watch is worth? And I go, no. <laughs> and then they told me, I go, what? Are you kidding me? And I was like, thank you for the watch, Jeff. Oh, I don't you're think welcome. I ever formally yeah. thanked you for, oh. for how nice of a gift this is. Well, you've helped us for years do uh, 
we're honored to live in your homes and you've created beautiful things for us. Yeah. So we're, so we're all lucky, uh, right? Yes. I don't know what I'm going to be doing 10 years from now, but I hope I'm sitting right here doing a podcast comparing notes to what we said 10 years before and, and just with going, this team. Wouldn't that be fun? It 10 years from now, we'll, we'll plan it. Yes. We'll plan. We'll put on the, we'll have Janice put it on the calendar. She'll, yes. she'll remind <laughs> us. Valentine's sure. Day, uh, 2032. 20, 30, 30, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that crazy? All right. So we went way over, which I knew we would, which is great because this has been so good. But you can edit. <laughs> I'm not going to edit anything. This is all, I don't have to edit any of this. This is all fantastic. This is, this is something that we're going to cherish for a long, long time. And I really thank all of you for doing this. It was fantastic. Just to be in the midst. Of, I'm getting chills just sitting here being around the, the three of you. So I feel the uh, same way. It's just fantastic. The love. Yeah, yeah. It's great. So how do we find each other? Jeff, where do we find you on social media or on uh, website? Well, certainly you can follow um, BergoffDesign.com. And also we have an Instagram. Um, but that's the best way. Yep. What about you, Donna? <laughs> Pick up the phone. Call Donna. <laughs> <laughs> Donna no, com. You yeah. have a beautiful yeah. website, yeah. right? And yeah. I know you guys have your Instagram. I see it. I don't know who does it for you, but some people. Some people <laughs> do, do it. It's for beautiful. Me. It's it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Wally, same thing. Same thing. But truly, the best way to reach me is to call me. There you go. I will no, always I always return me. a phone yeah. call. Yeah. Me and too. I will take the time, quiet moment to respond to you Donna Jeff my little rock star buddy here we uh, we get to collaborate occasionally and it's always a blast it's always a blast you know what I agree you spend all this time texting back and forth oh my god why don't we just pick up the The phone phone and call call. as I said pick up the phone it works great yeah so no this has been fantastic you guys are awesome we'll put all the all the websites and phone numbers on our story notes, so you can check check it out. Give Wally a call; he'll return it your call. But this was fantastic, you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Mark. You, Mark. Great yeah. evening tonight. This was just it's a, a great lot of evening, fun, right? Yes. We Donna, what do you think I of your fun first podcast? I don't know. It was so long. I hope that people aren't <laughs> bored. <laughs> I don't think they'll uh, be bored. I think they're gonna love it. You need to edit. <laughs> no, no, no. This is very, very good. Okay. All right. Thanks, I, you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, everyone. Bye, bye. Thank you, guys. We had so much fun both before and after the podcast, and it is always special when I get some downtime with these three. Such amazing talents and just all good friends for sure. We cannot wait to share some of the projects we have in the works, so stay tuned. We've got some amazing ones on the boards and in construction, so get ready. Okay, stay tuned as we have some fun podcasts in the works, including more podcasts with artists, chefs, realtors, and a couple of our Candelaria Design 2021 MVPs, so stay tuned. I also have a special podcast coming out next week, which will mark the 40th anniversary of my first day on the job at George W. Christensen and Associates, and I have some special guests in for that podcast who were there on that first day. So stay tuned for that. It was a fun one, and I can't wait to share it with you. We also have a few of our virtual cooking classes coming up probably in March, so stay tuned for those two. And okay, I want to say a big thank you for the subscribes and reviews. Please take five minutes to give us a review, and if you do, we will enter you in our drawing where you will receive free round-trip airfare for one of our Candelaria design tours. Probably not in 2022, as um, (laughs) they're all booked up, so you might want to get on board for 2023. we got some great trips planned there. Seriously, you cannot lose here, so go right now and give us a rating and review along with a subscribe, and then email or direct message me that you did so, and we will get your name in the hopper for this drawing. 
We do our best to inspire living in everything we do, from our podcasts to our cooking classes to our tours, and of course, with our Candelaria Design Homes. Okay, have a great week, everyone. Let's stay safe, and let's all live our lives with love, compassion, grace, and positivity. See you next week. Because Inspiring Living is all about the people and organizations that inspire us, we are excited to have Monogram Appliances as one of our sponsors. Anytime we do a new kitchen or a kitchen remodel, Monogram Appliances are what we recommend to our client. Their appliances are the definition of luxury, meticulously detailed using the finest materials and an ownership experience that is second to none. This is how Monogram is always thinking ahead and inspiring and elevating the kitchen experience. Because at Monogram, they don't just elevate one thing, they elevate everything. I want to say a big thank you to my good friends at Stockett Tile and Granite Company, where your project is our priority. I want to thank the Stockett team, along with so many others who contributed to the success of our fabulous demonstration kitchen in our new Candelaria Design office expansion. You will have to check out online our video cooking classes, and our kitchen is amazing. I've had the pleasure of working with the Stockett team for nearly 40 years on many spectacular projects, and trust me, they are the epitome of excellence when it comes to tile, marble, and granite work bar none. Their skill and customer service is impeccable, and the bottom line is they are just good people. I have traveled with and dined with and just had good times, both personally and professionally, with Dave Stockett and his lovely wife, Becky, and they are the best. When it comes to your next tile and stone project, make sure Stockett Tile and Granite is a part of your team. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We encourage you to write a review, screenshot it, and share it with your friends. Please instant message it to me and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We thank you for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights to inspiring living next week.